Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly Weekly. Weekly, I can speak. Where we're taking a break from reading Chris Ware's Jimmy Corrigan, the smartest kid on earth, to talk about the offensively impotent Washington Nationals. Hmm. I don't know if impotence too much. I might have edited that if I had looked at it again since I wrote it. Well, Doghouse, the Nationals are coming off back-to-back shutout losses in Tampa Bay, in which they are outscored 12 to nothing. 11 seven shutout losses in 22 games this month. After a total of seven shutout losses in the entirety of last season, they're eight and four so far, and eight and 14 so far in June. Uh, almost as many shutout losses as wins, which is very sad. Uh, but what I want to talk about is Sergio Romo upholding the unwritten rules of the game by screaming and pointing at Michael A. Taylor after striking him out with the bases loaded because he was angry that Michael A. Taylor took a base and scored a run in a 9-2 game in Washington earlier this month, which seems totally rational. So should we all congratulate Romo? Uh, are we really starting drama with Michael A. Taylor, who's quite possibly the nicest young boy in the majors? Uh, your thoughts on how that game ended and Maybe Romo kind of lit a fire under this Nationals team because they all had to come together to uh, take on that little pint-sized reliever. Did you mute your phone? Yes, I did mute my phone. Um, what on earth is wrong <laughs> with San Francisco relievers and former San Francisco relievers holding grudges forever over meaningless nonsense and their own incompetence? Dude! <laughs> You you are not one to be talking about uh, scoring a ninth run after having, or excuse me, extending your lead to six or seven runs after winning 11 to nothing the day before. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, son. Come on. And, and ooh, big man enforcing the rules against Michael Taylor, who might bat his Bambi eyes at you and then shake his head befuddledly before he shrugs and walks away. Good heavens, aren't you a tough little man? Yes, you are. Oh my gosh! I, I, if, if I weren't so aggravated over the at the Nats not scoring runs, I might go off on a real rant on this fool. Uh, I just, good heavens, go watch the Real Housewives of some locality if you if you really need that much drama in your life. Chelsea James of the Washington Post also pointed out that Matt Duffy stole second base with his team up by six in the second inning the day before, but I guess seven is the golden rule. Uh, Mike Rizzo on the Sports junkies today said that's players being players, man. I love when people say man, so I can quote them saying that. I always say they <laughs> police themselves, and it's been going on for a long time. I was much more concerned with the three hits that we got rather than Sergio Romo starting a dust up and then running into the back of the pack, which I think is kind of a hilarious response. But uh, ignore, ignoring Romo's silliness, the Nationals uh, really kind of looked bad in that series. They played a league game Sunday night down for a 12 o'clock Monday night game and then a 12 o'clock game after that. Not ideal situations, obviously, but they got kind of dominated by the Tampa Bay Rays right there. Uh, Wasted a really good start by Max Scherzer, too, and two shutout losses in a row. Kind of done done a number on the fan base, I can tell you that much from my Twitter mentions, but uh, it was an ugly series there with the Rays. Yeah, and and not much better the series before uh, with the Phils. This this has been a tough stretch of baseball for the Nats. Uh, they're getting a little bit healthier in terms of people coming off the DL, although everyone who comes off doesn't seem to be looking so great, I got to say. Uh, they're not scoring runs. 
everyone other than Scherzer in the rotation is is looking pretty pedestrian, if not terrible. Uh, this this is a hard team to watch for something that was supposed to be a lock for the postseason uh, back in April. Um, you, you know me. I, I, I say it's never too soon to panic, and I was panicking back in April. I sort of let that get away from me for a few months. And I, panic is back, baby. It is time to panic, and panic hard. Uh, you mentioned the Phillies uh, they lost two or three in D.C., a four-game set in Citizens Bank starts tonight, three and a half games out in the NL East behind the Phillies and Braves. Uh, they needed a late comeback to save them from a sweep, play the Phillies. Rizzo told 106.7 the fan in D.C.'s uh, sports junkies today. It's an important series, important as they come at, get at the end of June. Uh, Mark Zuckerman quoted Davey Martinez from before tonight's game, acknowledging they've got some big games coming up and saying what I'd really like to see is uh, the team playing with a sense of urgency. It is only June. They are three and a half games back with some makeshift lineups they've been putting out there. Uh, Rizzo also mentioned today, you got Murphy who's in spring training mode, essentially after not playing uh, uh, until recently this month, uh, Adam Eaton pretty much in the same area. Zimmerman uh, might be heading out on a rehab assignment soon. Matt Weeders, well, I don't know what he's going to add to the lineup when he comes back. Probably better defense, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I like Pedro Severino defensively. Anyway, they're not at full strength, obviously. <laughs> They've got to take on the Phillies now, who've been uh, on a good run. They just lost 2-3 or three to the Yankees, though. Uh, it is a big series, uh, as Rizzo said, as big as you get at the end of June at this point. Yeah, it's uh I mean you you look at the at these standings and you know the Nats have to have to sweep the series to get into second place. Um th- this is not where you want to be at at roughly halfway through the season. Uh you know the, the the Braves and Phillies have been healthy uh, their young players have been have been working out, and they, they've been uh, putting together some good performances here. And it seems like it's it's just the opposite for the Nats. Uh, we're seeing some some big underperformance, been a lot of injuries to struggle with. Uh, they've actually gotten to the point now where when I look at the, the the base runs and the Pythagorean record, they're only about a win behind where they should be. Uh, so the results that the nationals have gotten are pretty much the results that they've earned. And it's, it's not great. Not great. Speaking of not great, Tanner Roark, six, six, four ERA, three ten three seventy eight five forty line against in 20 and a third innings pitched in his last, uh, in his starts this month, he made one relief appearance in Atlanta, which only makes it worse. Uh, he said he found something watching uh, after he got gave up seven hits, four walks, six earned runs, and four and a third versus the Phillies last weekend. Uh, between Tanner and Gio, I'm suddenly more comfortable with Eric Fetty and Jeffrey Rodriguez. Gio was god-awful in Tampa Bay. I don't know what was going on with him on the mound in that start. Uh, Jeremy Hellickson should be back soon, as, as soon as this weekend, possibly. Strasburg throwing on flat ground today in Philadelphia, not yet back on a mound. I'll add in, let Vos pitch at some point this season, for God's sakes. But uh, your thoughts on the state of the non-Scherzer uh, members of the rotation, because Max is nails, essentially, but the rest of them right now is looking pretty shaky up and down. Not great. Not great. I mean, the, the, the words I never thought I would hear myself say, thank God Hellickson's almost back. 
Um, <laughs> really, he's he's been the source of production once you get past the second spot in the rotation. And even Strasburg, when he was healthy, was was at best sort of, you know, above average, not not really the, the vintage performances that we were hoping to get out of him. Look, Roark has put up about half a win so far this season. He was projected for maybe a win, which is all right, what you want out of the, the – the problem is he's been in the four spot and uh, really not giving you as much production as, as you'd like and as you'd need. Geo, oh, good start, but, but now <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's happening. Are, are bad mechanics contagious? Are little things that you see in your video – somehow spreading like some, some weird pitching meme that's causing people to, to grip wrong or get blisters on their index fingers or something. I, I can't explain it. I, I can just say that we're, we're getting some, some not-so-great performance out of, uh, out of the middle of the rotation here. And this is with reasonable peripheral stats. You know, I, I look at the strand rate. I look at, uh, I look at the home runs allowed. And it's just coming down to non-performance. Too many walks, not enough strikeouts, too many hits allowed, too much hard contact. Um, I, I don't know what they got to figure out, but they got to figure out something. And when Tanner Roark uh, spoke to reporters after that last start, he seemed pretty sure that he had found or identified something that could make a difference. He said it's always one of the a little thing that you know can blow up in your mind and become a bigger thing, but. He's got to get out there and get back to some some form. He was looking at video from 2016, which I don't know what that says about his 2017 season, but he went back to there when he was going really good. Uh, he's in quite a slump at this point, going up against Aaron Nola tonight. Uh, face the Nats for the second straight part, or Nola, both of them each that last series. He allowed two runs over six innings in D.C., 6-0 and with a 1-8-6 ERA and seven home starts as MLB game days teases. But uh, with that game's coming up. We're going to keep this relatively short this week, but I did want to touch on two other topics. Uh, Jason Worth ruined our off day, of course, by coming up with news and making me write up a quick story. Uh, decided to officially call it quits. He was trying to make a comeback with AAA and say, uh, Seattle's system. Uh, signed, of course, seven-year, $126 million deal with the Nationals. Put up a combined 263, 355, 433 line over that uh, course of that contract uh two really good seasons i I pulled out 318 398 532 24 double 24 25 home runs 4.4 f4 in uh, 2013 292 394 455 37 double 16 home runs 5.3 f4 in 2014 uh we talked a lot on this show about his defense declining as the years went on uh injuries just kind of ruined the last couple of years of his contract with the nationals kept him out of the lineup over and over again he still made a huge impact in the nation's capital i think i kind of buy into the whole changing the narrative thing rizzo talked that, about that again today uh, mark zuckerman i think it was Zucker, maybe jorge castillo at the Washington Post reported today that they're planning on having a Jason Worth tribute night essentially sometime later in the season. What do you think of that contract in, in hindsight, what he brought to the Nationals? And do you think it's a good move having him back there one night for the end of the season and kind of honoring what he did? Oh, absolutely. I'd like to remind everyone right at the top of this discussion here, I was against the Worth signing, uh, <laughs> which, which should make everyone thankful that I am, I am not the Nationals GM. It worked out pretty darn well for the Nats. Um, I haven't called up his stats, and so I, I can't tell you if their dollars per, per win added up to a bargain or not. But 
it's it's about it's about team wins here, and that this whole narrative of changing the culture really does seem to have something to it. Uh, it showed the seriousness of the franchise in wanting to build a, a better team, bring good players to DC. Certainly, Worth has has a lot of those intangibles that I like to poo-poo and dismiss uh, because I can't measure them. But he, he certainly seems to be a, a guy you want to have in your clubhouse, motivating other players, teaching, being a good example. Uh, in fact, as soon as we heard the news, you know, Mrs. Doghouse texted me something to the effect of, you know, that the Nats have to hire Worth to do something, you know, even if it's just to be the official team spirit animal or something like that, you know, guide to, to coiffure. Um, it, he, he has some sort of special sauce with him that I think is, uh, is, is good for the team. Certainly while he was on it, I, I don't know if you could bring that back and do something, but you know, maybe Jason, Jason Worth Knight, uh would, would be just the right sort of mojo that the team needs. Cause certainly he's, we've had a lot of good memories with Worth, you know, 2012, not least among them. Uh, he, he was a great acquisition for the team. And, and I think a, a great part of, uh, of the history of the franchise in DC. Before we officially wrap up some rapid fire questions here, uh, all-star game coming up 17th in DC. Uh, do you care about the home run derby? Number one, which nationals should be all-stars number two. Are you just happy to see it in DC? Uh, I think you said you bought tickets, uh, your opinion of the whole process of going through that. And just any other thoughts on the all-star game before we get out of here and get ready for the Phillies? But let me say I'm just astounded by the by the great value of of getting the, those tickets for the the old stars game and uh, the celebrity softball tournament and uh, what's it uh, Nats Fest All Star Game Edition. Great stuff. Great stuff. Thanks. Thanks for bringing it to us, Nats. Or I guess MLB's probably behind at least some of that. But as as far as as All Stars, man. The, the team has been been putting together a tough season. Uh, I, I'd like to see Rendon there. I'd like to see Scherz there. Uh, maybe maybe Turner. But you know, honestly, I, I don't think there's a lot of other people who've earned a spot. Maybe Doolittle. Home run derby. Yeah. I want to go ho- watch the home run derby just because it's fun to watch people hit taters. Uh, I, I hope Harper is there because people say the home run derby messes up your swing. Maybe he needs to swing messed up a little bit here. Uh, that that could be just a thing that uh, that we need for a strong second half. Uh, other than that, you know, I'm just going to go enjoy the circus. <laughs> I just want to see if Bryce Harper, assuming he does participate, uh, have his dad throwing to him. He said if he does, if he makes the All-Star game, is that qualification, which it looks like he will, judged by the voting, but... I want to see if Bryce Harper can hit one out of, I don't know where, where that would be the best spot to do that. Maybe we'll settle for the concourse. If he can get one out the left center or over the stands, even though we've already seen uh, Juan Soto do that in right field, hit one under the concourse a week or so back, but interested to see it. It should be fun. Never been to an all-star game. So he can cross that off a baseball bucket list. If I had such a thing, Nash Knightley sponsored by federalbaseball.com. We're about a little less than an hour away from the opener with the Phillies, 7.05 in Citizens Bank Park. Good to talk to you again, sir. Talk to you again next week, hopefully. Matt's Knightley, sponsored by federalbaseball.com. I'm going to go back to reading comics now. See ya. Go Nats.